Human beings are so profoundly alone. We live on the planet Earth a bit like roommates. Now, some roommates we like. Some roommates we quite frankly want to kill. But we're not living one life together. Instead, we live separate lives in the same vicinity as each other. We lack emotional connection even when we are surrounded by other people. This feeling of being profoundly alone is the root cause of unhappiness in the human race. It is the root cause of addictions, it's the root cause of suicide, it's the root cause of acts of terror, and it's the root of the dysfunction in the way that society is structured. But we weren't always this way. So how did it get like this? Humans used to live in a state of emotional connectivity. Now ironically, what removed us from this state is one of our greatest strengths, and that's our intellect. With our intellect as people, we were able to form self-concept. Now that's what an ego is. Ego is nothing more than the thought I. By thinking of ourselves as a self or as an I, we saw ourselves as different to other things in our environment and different to other people. Now the concept of I is a bit like a cancer that just continues to divide and divide and divide oneness, so to speak. If you'd like to understand more about this, watch my video titled Oneness is Not the Ultimate Truth of the Universe. But it's important to understand that this intellectual advancement would in fact be ten times more detrimental than it ever was beneficial. It used to be that our survival as a species was completely dependent on each other. I'm talking physical survival. We depended so much on each other for everything that we needed to accomplish for our survival needs that it was not safe at all for us to be unattuned to each other. It was not safe to not feel or hear or see or understand one of the members of our community. To go out of alignment with any one of them meant that it threatened our well-being. Another way to put this, and those of you who have had abusive childhoods know this, or those of you who have lived off the land know this, it is very, very dangerous to be unattuned to or not be able to perceive the reality of something your life depends upon. If your life depends on something, you remain very perceptive to the actuality and the well-being of that thing. Now, the scary thing about being dependent on anything is that you're pretty much at the mercy of that, whatever it is, providing what you need from it. For example, let's say that corn is your main food source. You're obviously dependent on it. Let's hope corn grows next year, otherwise you're pretty much up shit creek. Or let's say you're dependent on somebody to go hunting because if they don't, you'll starve to death. If they never come back from the hunt, you're in a little bit of trouble. So obviously, what did we do? We used our intellect to take ourselves out of that powerless position. We used our intellect to try to make ourselves less and less dependent on anything that could relate to our survival. We found ways to get away from being dependent. We removed ourselves from interdependence and took control of everything instead. For example, we used our intellect to create clothes and houses to not depend on the seasons or elements. We started planting crops to not depend on what the earth naturally provided in a given year. We created money to not depend on another person liking our trade. Even though this had many benefits, it also came with a monumental downside. What's important to understand is that all thoughts attract and create like thoughts. 
it's impossible to think the thought I without then giving rise to the concept of mine. This is when we started to become territorial and we started to become about property. This further separated us in that we began to treat people upon whom our survival no longer depended as things belonging to us or things opposing us. As we became less and less dependent on other things, including each other, our basic survival no longer depended on the well-being of others. Instead, other people were seen as either resources for us to use for our own benefit, slavery is an example of this, or as threats to our well-being. We started to control them and eradicate them and only add to their well-being conditionally if they complied to our wishes. We lost our motive to stay connected. We became more and more independent. And here is the biggest thing to understand about how it all got like this. By using our intellect to create this kind of world for ourselves, where we were less dependent on each other, we lost survival in the physical reality as our main motive for staying attuned to each other, being able to perceive each other emotionally, staying connected emotionally, and taking another person's well-being as absolutely indivisible from our own. For the first time in history, when someone looked at us and asked something of us for their well-being, we could say, hmm, no, because actually ensuring your well-being doesn't do anything for me. I don't risk anything by losing it, so have fun with that on your own. Now, this is the origin of war. The origin of war is, your well-being doesn't impact my well-being anymore, so screw you. Now, wars only made matters worse and worse and worse and worse because they placed people in a different kind of survival scenario. It, it's almost like you can look at survival on a kind of sliding scale where at a certain point on that scale, your survival is about interdependence. Now you can push it one step further and put everybody into so much of a survival, like with war, where survival of the fittest is all about how fast you can screw somebody over and how self-centered you can be. That's what war did. Not only that, <clears throat> war creates a condition where so many people are in pain, they have no capacity to help each other. I mean, just go into a hospital. Everybody who's in a hospital bed is actually in a narcissistic state. Their pain has made them completely self-centered. They don't have any energy to give. So let's say that a man survived war. Chances are he had such bad post-traumatic stress disorder that he couldn't really be available to his wife. Now what happens when the wife doesn't have a husband that's available to her and her whole life has been ripped apart by war? Now she's not available really for the children. And now the children are just being raised in this environment where there's nobody really there for them emotionally. They're lucky if they're getting fed and clothed right. Children growing up in the kind of emotional environment where parents are just trying to survive and where they are treated as objects belonging to their parents learn that their parents' well-being has nothing whatsoever to do with their well-being. This is a household of emotional neglect and even abuse. To understand emotional neglect, watch my video titled Today's Great Epidemic and How to Cure It. Children who are raised in this type of an environment grow up with a core concept, and that is that my well-being is about not being dependent on anyone else and their well-being. They become narcissistic in that life is about everyone being out for themselves and they develop several adaptive strategies to ensure that they will be able to meet their individual needs in a way that does not depend on anyone taking them into consideration in a loving way. This is the foundation of the dysfunctional family system, which is the most prevalent family system in the world today. These children will in turn grow up to treat their children like this. 
It's a cancer that passes from generation to generation, a cancer of non-consideration. I cannot perceive your feelings, thoughts, desires, needs, etc., because that does nothing for me. You only exist in so far as what you can do for me. So gradually, we lost our motive and with it our ability to really perceive each other on the planet Earth. Because it was no longer something linked to our physical survival, we lost the capacity to see each other, feel each other, hear each other, and remain intimately emotionally connected with each other. We began to live our lives on planet Earth as complete individuals, but side by side. And no, this is not healthy. This is not autonomy. This is independence. The more that you become independent, the less you depend on other people, the less you give a shit where they are emotionally or even physically. The less we depend on each other, the less connected we become. The structure of our society is one that continues to separate people further and further. We have become completely attachment and relationship disordered in nature. And we continue to propagate the idea that independence, being alone, and meeting our needs completely for ourselves is something to develop and take pride in. By thinking our way out of interdependence in terms of physical survival, life on Earth became a zero-sum game. It became you versus me. It became possible, it's an illusion of course, but it seemed possible that one person could win with the other person losing or vice versa and there wasn't any impact to the well-being of whoever won. The very thing we thought up for the sake of our survival and therefore improvement in life is the very thing that would condemn it. We are currently in a phase of human evolution of consciousness where we are about to reverse this process completely. Now, ironically, it's not going to be done by getting rid of the ego completely. Instead, the ego has got to become a doorway for this process. The ego must understand that it must and does depend on others. We must gain back our motive to be connected and interdependent and therefore attuned to another person. We must gain back the complete embodied understanding that the well-being of other things, whether they be human or non-human, is indivisible from our own well-being. When we fully realize this, we will choose to be connected in a way where we can fully perceive them. There will no longer be emotional neglect. There will no longer be a void within people. There will no longer be abuse. There will no longer be war. There will no longer be any form of disconnection between us. Now this is where I'm going to stretch your minds. We are in a phase where we're going to have to be consciously choosing to be dependent. Now feel your reaction to that. What does that tell you about how you've been programmed? There is absolutely nothing powerless if you choose consciously to be dependent upon something. And what makes dependence safe and what makes it true interdependence is when both people in that, let's call it relationship, of mutual dependence already understand that the other person's well-being is completely indivisible from their own. They must caretake it. Now the unhealthy relationships that you guys associate with codependence and things like that, it's a relationship in which the dependence diminishes the other person, but the person benefiting by it doesn't care. If we genuinely take other people as part of ourselves and their well-being as indivisible from our own, it is impossible for us to play this game. From there, we will realize that there is no other. 
that is an illusion. This is when the thought I and all concepts connected to it like mine will dissipate. So will our sense of isolation along with it. It will no longer be a thought kept alive by the minds of men. We got like this because we refused to be dependent, because we believed that our survival was completely dependent upon becoming independent. But now, our survival on this planet quite literally depends upon us making the conscious choice to be interdependent. Have a good week.